So you said that betas are good now? Oh, yeah, they're finally good, um, the betas. So okay. iOS 13 starting to take shape in beta 4. And the Mac beta, surprisingly good. They fix a lot of the iCloud issues. Not all of them. The release notes still caution against some things. But I've had <laughs> pretty good luck with uh, iCloud stuff since Tuesday when or Wednesday or whenever it was. No, it was Thursday. Gee, the late beta this time. Um, mm. They did mention in the release notes all the duplicate folders. Uh, and they said you can safely delete them now. So, that's good. Um, I still haven't gone through and done did, that probably. Did you do that? No. No, no. I'll get there. I mean, they're just they're blank folders. They're not taking up any space. So well, it's all good. sometimes it's not the first one, though. Like for, for episode 52 of our podcast, for example. Um, episode 52 edited is empty. Episode mm. 52 edited 2 is not empty. <sighs> really? So, I wouldn't blindly oh, just oh, delete the first one. We have a lot of still- duplicates. Whoa! Yeah, Whoa. most of them. What? I don't think we have any folders that are not duplicates. <laughs> Can we just clear out this folder? We don't need this folder anymore. Like, Wh- which one? The one in iCloud Drive. This was just testing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't need that one. I think at some no, no, point... No, 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 no. Okay. No, 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 no. <laughs> that one is not testing. It's not? No. Oh, man. Why are we... Please don't delete Why it. are we testing with beta stuff? Uh, no, wait, wait, why, why are we not testing with beta stuff? This well, is horrible. It's, it's called Danger Zone. Yeah, you guys didn't even. I didn't even join this. I'm not sure if I was invited. <laughs> that, no, or that's if I a just, good thing. That's as it should yeah, be. Yeah, you are I feel safe. Like I haven't. I haven't really asked you guys to invite me again because I feel like I'm pretty pretty well off not being in there. No, no, I, I, I can. The thing is, my my uh, Google Drive thing is full again, so I just dumped everything into the danger zone. Okay. You mean the folder you called danger zone because you were so confident that this would work? Yep. Mm. If you insist. And it probably didn't help that of we course. created it on like beta one, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so, talking about iCloud stuff, I have a mm-hmm. short-ish story about something that I found cool yesterday. Story. This is kind okay. of a story. Right. I don't Leaning know. Back, grabbing a cup of tea. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not a particularly long <laughs> story. Don't get too kettle. comfortable. Um, so I was too late. Oh, okay. Well. I was over at my grandparents' house yesterday. I was just just visiting, you know, as okay. you do. Um, being a being a good mm-hmm. grandson, and um, they wanted to see some photos <laughs> that I had taken on my my iPhone, and I had no way to show them these photos. So I only had my phone. With, I didn't know that they wanted well. to see photos when I went there. I would have taken an iPad or my Mac or something if I'd known that they wanted to see photos. But I was there, and they're like, "Hey, can you show us some photos?" I was like, "Sure." Um, my mm-hmm. plan was to show them on my phone, but phone's pretty small and uh one of my grandparents doesn't have the best eyesight so that wouldn't have uh gone down too well i know they would have pretended to enjoy the photos but they would have really struggled to see them like a lot like uh-huh. um so i didn't really want to do that and they don't have an apple tv so i couldn't airplay or do anything fancy like that because that's now how you i know show. what to buy them for christmas presents <laughs> yeah actually um we'll get there we'll get there. Actually, okay, my, my okay. grandparents... Just for the chance of spoiling the story, does this end up with iCloud.com? Hi, come on, man. Actually, no, it doesn't. Oh. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay, okay, That's okay. not right. That's not right. Um, okay, cool. Okay. But, okay. Okay, we should stop guessing and keep on leaning I feel back. Like, I feel like this, <laughs> okay. might be, this might be a common Zach theme. Zach told me not to lean back. <laughs> this might be a common theme for the next few months, talking about my grandparents and their tech journey, because up until now, they've only had a computer, <laughs> but this is changing. I'm very excited for them. Like, I'm really excited. <laughs> anyway. Okay. Um, so, so <laughs> tune in stro- next week for exciting grandparents' tech journey uh, <laughs> reporting. Stroke of genius. What happens? How, how do I get the photos on their computer? They have a they have an iMac. Yeah. It's a What's 2012 that? iMac, something like that. Airdrop? Um, 
Well, iCloud.com. Actually, beta.icloud.com. Email them to yourself. So that's my... Okay. <laughs> so yes, you were right about iCloud.com. Yeah, you were um, so off, Kai. <laughs> um, yeah, beta.icloud.com. And I could like pull up all the photos and go through all the photos. And it was really good. Um, and so I've never actually used like uh, fo- iCloud photos on the web. In a in a like a non testing way, like in a non oh, I'm just gonna like jump around on this website and see how it goes. Um, but it worked really well. And I actually it kind of pains me to say this. I think it's better than the native photos app because I had no <laughs> I know often often if you go through photos in the native photos app and you don't have the uh, if if you have optimized storage turned on, which I don't on my Mac for the record, I'm not a monster. Um but for people who do, I know they often Why take a while. Why is that a, a monstrous to thing to do? Because you need Asking for a friend. You should have a you should have a local full copy of your images that can then be backed up. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go I, on. Yeah. I don't trust the iCloud, especially when unless how unless old you have do a I sound saying place where you also upload them. Yes, that is true. But for me, my source of truth for my photo library is the iCloud. Um, is the 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 photos directory on my my Mac and whatever my current Mac yeah. is. And that gets backed up then to Time Machine and to Backblaze and anywhere else. To yeah, to that's, that's, that's my setup too. Yeah. The iMac has everything and then everything that's mobile, like the MacBook and the iPhone, they have optimized you guys story. having multiple computers. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, mm. uh, yeah, so, I just wanted to say how good that experience was because I... Why beta.icloud and not be- iCloud? So because my phone is on the beta and all my devices are on the beta, I wasn't sure if there would be some weird incompatibility things having taken photos with, be- uh, with, with beta OSs. And, you know, I don't know, maybe there's some extra meta data in the photos that might I don't, I don't know i just didn't want to deal with the problems of icloud.com that can sometimes happen so um yeah i just thought for compatibility reasons i should uh should jump on the beta and it worked cool. really well this is also so- a great tip because that means if you want to use shared icloud drive uh folders already today on your even on if you don't want to have any of your devices on the beta you can actually share it on uh, beta.icloud.com mm-hmm. and yep. then have multiple folders all named the same with different files inside of them. And beta.icloud.com is also, or was also the first website to have sign in with Apple. So you can, if you go on one yeah. of your own devices um, and you can use sign in with Apple, it's actually quite, the interface is quite nice on iOS if you try it out. Um, you have to be running iOS 13, obviously, but it works pretty mm-hmm. well. Um, I haven't really used it on the Mac yet, I don't think, but um, yeah, it's pretty nice. So anyway, um, I just want to say that was a pretty cool thing mm. that, yeah, I don't know. It was good to be able to jump onto a computer and show them all the photos. And, and it worked really well. Like sometimes photos can be flaky. I, I, I haven't found iCloud photos great um, when it comes to sort of downloading photos from the cloud usually, but this is, this is pretty good. So um, mm. nice way to, to be able to pull up your photo collection. So as we were talking, I just realized that I don't have my full size images anywhere except from in iCloud. And I was like, oh, maybe I should take care of that. And then the reason why I don't have it on my computer is because I don't have enough storage on my computer. And now I just realized that I have a lot of storage on my phone. Uh, That's not really what I want to point out. But I did notice that there is another thing on my phone saying offload unused apps. And I haven't seen this before. Have you guys seen this? Yes. Uh, I've had to use it quite a bit recently, unfortunately. I never used it, but it would save me 18.47 gigabytes. Well, you don't use apps a lot, do you? Wow, that's a lot of apps I'm not <laughs> using. How much is lot. this for you guys? Yeah. Right? Uh, let me bring that up. For me, it was about two gigabytes, but I'm down to the point where every app on my phone needs to be this. So I have a 32 gigabyte phone, and every time I go oh. to update the 
beta OS thing, I I struggle and usually have to turn that option on for a day. Um, clear some space and then, yeah, turn it back off. I actually have no local music. Where's that again? In that storage? storage? Yeah, General storage, storage settings. Like the recommended uh, settings for things to delete. iPhone storage. See, I have that option on because I'm a peasant uh, and I have to rely on good internet. <laughs> rely on good internet. I have... Uh, what was your number, Martin? <laughs> uh, 18.47. Okay. 30.5. Whoa! About the size of uh, Zach's phone. What do you have? Like 128 gig phones? Both of you? Or 256? <laughs> no, 256. 256. Oh, so you could fit anymore. all your photos exactly. on your phone. That's what I noticed. So I have more storage in general. And, uh, at the moment, yeah, I have more storage in general on my phone than on my Mac. You should turn that option that on on your phone. my setup. I should definitely turn this option, up, option on. I'm not going to do it while we're recording. Good idea. But I should definitely just keep yeah. my full store photos here. It's a great idea. And then so, back my... Yeah, I feel like that's safer. I should just so while we're on this screen, um, I think we should all take screenshots and share them in the show notes. But what are your most used... Oh, sorry. No, what are your most... Uh, what are your largest apps, I guess, because it shows you in order how much each app is taking mm, up. Overcast. That's interesting. Oh, yeah, interesting. Overcast. How much? How much is Overcast for you, okay? Uh, 16.09. Wow. Mine has 24.7. Oh, look at that. Woohoo. You all need to like, <laughs> so get on the streaming and data. <laughs> 654. We can just hoard everything. Megabytes. Six hundred. Oh, wow. Oh. And the second one? Uh, well, for me, it's actually photos, then health. So, photos is 1.6 and Same. health is 1.4. And then, then Overcast is third. Then iCloud Drive, then Messages, Notes, and then Pocket. That's my, okay. my top list. For me, WWDC is my ah, second. Do you okay, have, uh, yeah, I have some. I do have a few videos. It's not that much. It's just four gigabytes. Mm-hmm. And photos is 3.63. Okay. For me, photos is 3.8. At second, then health one point seven five, interesting. And then <laughs> Hold'em, the yeah, Apple re-released a uh, poker app oh. uh, with one point four six. You downloaded that? I did download. How that. are you enjoying your poker games? Yeah, a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure you're playing it all day. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Sorry to take away from your stories about your no, no, that was, that's, that's fine. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was cool. Um, and it's sort of, mm. again, like an example of, uh, I don't know, like every time technology works like that, I get a little bit excited because it's yeah. just kind of cool. It's like there's a problem that I it wasn't immediately obvious how to solve. And then it's like, mm-hmm. oh, there's actually a pretty easy solution to this. And it solves yeah. a real problem. Like my grandparents would have struggled to look at photos on my phone, but there's a solution. They have a bigger screen in the house. It's amazing. Mm. Um, and I think that's often something they appreciate if they are not tech savvy. Like if people, for people who aren't tech savvy, it's always nice that you can show them those niceties and really show them how easy it is to use certain technology because then they will be encouraged to maybe like think of it or do something else themselves next exactly. time. Yeah. Um, and also be less afraid of technology, I think, if they Definitely. sort of see how nice it is to use. Yeah. And I think, um, mm. for, for, these particular grandparents, anyway, they're slowly getting there, which is really exciting because the other thing that I had in the show notes was that they got a Google Home. And so I walked in yesterday. So um, I walked in yesterday and there was music playing. I was like, this is weird. Oh. Uh, they've, I've never walked in and they have music <laughs> playing. Like, this is not a thing that my grandparents do. They're, they're very, like, chill people. And, um, yeah. I, <laughs> and music is What kind chill. of music was that? No, but, like, that? They, they, you know, normally super quiet people. Like, you wouldn't... Anyway, like, the loudest thing in the house would be a TV. And, anyway. Um, 
yeah, there was music playing, and that was cool. And um, so, the, apparently last week, uh, some cousins got them a Google Home. And now, this is the, sort of their first uh, step into mobile computing, I suppose. So, neither of them have a smartphone, I should say. That will change in September. I've uh, told my grandfather he can have my iPhone 7 when I... I mean, it's still a bit old, but mm-hmm. I'll replace the battery and, and you know, gift it up to him. Um, reason him, nice. not my grandmother, is because my grandmother doesn't have a phone currently. I, I figure they'll share it, but he can use it as a phone and then my grandmother can use it like mm-hmm. at home or whatever. Um, yeah, so so they're starting to slowly embrace technology, which is really cool. And they're like, they're finding nice. the Google Home pretty intuitive. Like, my, I just like kind yeah. of- uh, observing my, I was asking him how it is, and I was observing him talk to it, and he's like just having a conversation with the Google Home, asking it. To, he, he got Spotify on there, so my cousin set him up with a Spotify account. Mm. He loves that because uh, my grandparents they still use CDs, and you can't really buy CDs anymore. It's getting very difficult. I know my mom's tried <laughs> to buy some for them recently, and she she just can't find the CDs. Um, so anyway, they're like super hyped about having access to unlimited music for like ten bucks a month, mm. and they like the Google Home, and I was um, showing my grandfather. He can ask about sport results, which I think he finds really cool, um, and things like driving times. And I explained to him that if you ask the Google Home, how long will it take you to drive somewhere? It'll it's actually factoring in like real time traffic conditions. And he was also equally amazed by that. So I'm really excited to sort of see how they go in the next couple of months with the Google Home, and, and if they find any other uses for it. I mean, if it's just a really cool music player, they'll be happy. And I think that's, I mean, they're getting their their money's worth and it's super valuable. But I kind of hope they also find some other cool things to use. Um, and of course, I-, I Like oh. the Google trivia game. Oh, Is, yeah. Oh, I didn't, oh man, they'd love that. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. That's <laughs> such an old place. Yeah. I think it's just called- <laughs> yeah, yeah, because yeah. no, I, I had a Google Home Mini for a while, and I think I, I think I tried that out. Um, oh man, mm. that's okay. I should, uh, I should let them know about that. So yeah, yeah. last time Alan and I played, it was it was super biased though. That thing, I don't know what was going yeah. on there. Oh, I sorry. had questions like, <laughs> like which animal does meow? It was like a cat. Oh, it's like, like oh cool, awesome. And Marlon for Marlon was like, what city has the lowest population in Africa? I'm like, well, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it was like super, super difficult yeah. for all of Marlon's questions. And mm. were like, it kind of was like toddler. Oh, okay. <laughs> like a toddler would get it right. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah, that was that was weird. Yeah. I, I thought it would have some kind of balancing element in there. <laughs> yeah, but I do find it interesting. I haven't um I haven't developed anything for um, for any type of um, voice assistant, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like it's a very different type of interface that a lot of people who are not really like uh, uh, people use it in such a different way that I never thought of. I thought of it as being like, oh, if I'm hold not holding my phone, if I'm like washing my hands, I want to ask something. But we've been talking to Kai's mother about this too because we got her a an um, Amazon Echo. A couple of years ago, Sonos and one. we get the Sonos one which has which has the Amazon Echo um, Alexa. It has an Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I'm trying not to say the words. Uh, ours is now a switch to Google. Yeah, you're right. You're right. So it has an Alexa assistant in it. Um, so 
Kai's mother, like she, she is, she's not like she, she is very used to using technology. She is usually having a phone, but she found that since she started needing reading glasses, she doesn't look things up as much on her phone because she knows that every time she needs to look something up, she has to go and find her phone, find her glasses first and then find her phone. And it's just often if she's like wondering about some trivia, she ends up not looking it up just because she, it's, it's, it's more of a, border to actually look it up um but now when she has the alexa um she can actually just ask those things straight out like who like when was this song made or like um like just ask for like fun facts and those type of things that she's curious about so it's nice to hear like i didn't think of that as being like a use case for people like that they can actually start using technology more just because it isn't as easy for them to use a phone um so I feel like that's really useful for her as well. Yeah, definitely. I feel like, especially, so I had never considered getting my grandparents a, a smart speaker of any um, description, but apparently the reason they they took a liking to it was because some uh, some cousins bought it and then they saw it at their house and, and started using it and they were sort of, so my grandparents really, they know what Siri is. They know that like people can talk to their phone and they're fascinated by it, but they've never sort of expressed an interest <laughs> in having it. They kind of think it's stupid. But I feel like this is the most accessible <laughs> technology for my grandma, particularly because my grandmother has trouble seeing things. Uh, it's not always the easiest for mm-hmm. her to use. It's definitely not to use a mobile phone. That's too small. Um, I've always thought she'd be great with an iPad, but she doesn't want one for some reason. I, I kind of feel like I should just give them an iPad and say, play around with it. But anyway, hopefully the phone is the first step into that. But yeah, she she does use a computer. She does... Uh, she enjoys using computer, but I feel like this is sort of the best and the most accessible technology for them because they can just kind of throw questions at the thing and see what works. And there's no harm done. Like there's no, you know, there's no possible way of, of getting scammed by your Google home. You're not putting your credit card in for anything. It's just like, <laughs> like, it's just, they can do whatever they want kind of thing and see what works, see what doesn't work mm. and play around with it and, and hopefully find some things that are really useful for them. And I'd love for them to find things that aren't, sort of obvious at first you know maybe in a couple of months i'll ask them what they like it for and and they're doing something that's really cool that i hadn't considered um so yeah i just think it makes a lot of sense and i was really excited to see how excited they were by having this thing in the home um Mm. yeah i don't know Mm -hmm. i think i think it's pretty it's pretty cool it's pretty accessible um and and it's it's pretty intuitive as well to talk to something with your voice of course there was the the consideration of oh it's a google thing um it's a little bit creepy but I think, again, for them, like, it makes a lot of sense. Um, they don't have huge online lives. Like, you know, they don't, they don't, I don't even think they have online bank accounts mm. that could potentially get, like, I don't know. I just, I think the, the benefits in this case outweigh, and like, I do trust Google with data. I still think what they do is kind of creepy sometimes, especially the whole, like, people listening in on conversations that you might have with your Google Home. But overall, I think that the trade-offs are worth it for them. Uh, and the benefit that they'll get out of this and the accessibility of computing uh, is huge. So I'm excited for them. Did you observe any failure cases for them? Like any scenarios where Google didn't, the Google Home didn't get what what was asked? Yeah, my grandfather asked for the weather maybe in a particular city and it got the city wrong or something like that. Um He's like, oh, okay, that's okay. Like he didn't, he didn't really react to it. He knew it was wrong, and he's like, okay, mm. like it didn't get it right that time. Um, actually, no, no. This, sorry, the scenario was he asked for he asked for the weather in his suburb, which uh, you obviously don't need to do. You can oh, just okay. say what's the weather. But he said the suburb name, and it got it confused for a similarly named suburb. Um, but he knew it was wrong, mm-hmm. and he's like, okay, like he didn't 
it didn't seem to phase him that it was wrong. Yeah. Okay, but okay. you didn't have any of the I don't know what that means, no. and then them getting frustrated of not knowing. No, how and that's to- the, that's the other advantage to having a Google Home versus something like a HomePod, where Siri is mm-hmm. going to struggle with a lot of those things, uh, especially the general mm-hmm. knowledge things. Like Siri can't do a lot of Australian sport, but the Google Home knows mm-hmm. the rugby league scores, it knows the cricket scores, it knows all of that stuff. Um, mm. So yeah, I think it's pretty cool. Speaking of. Um, tubes not understanding what you're trying to say. Uh, we were asking um, our Google, our HomePod is, um, two days ago. We wanted to know who, how many people work at um, Oculus. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, it didn't, it didn't misunderstand us, I think, but we asked like, oh, hey, Dingus, how many people work at Oculus? And she just like completely confident answered, three people work at Oculus. <laughs> no, it was like... the. The answer is three. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just the answer is three. Like, completely blunt. Like, very confident. And we're like, we're sure you're wrong, but we really don't know what part you got wrong because, like, she'd still answer the question. But, yeah. It was very off as well. I think the actual answer was, like, thousands of people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Definitely not three. I'm sure there's more than if, three if, executives, if, let alone employees. So. Yeah, if 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 Oculus would do what they're doing with three employees, that would be crazily impressive. Yeah. Um yeah, I would question a lot more companies. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm already questioning a lot of companies. Yeah, yeah uh, but that was pretty good. Yeah. Because I I mean, we we were very confident that there are more than three. Um but I wonder how how much misinformation is spread that way of the Yeah, because like if you don't know much about the company you and you don't know about technology, just getting an answer can be very misrepresentative and you might not necessarily know it's wrong. I think Especially if the context doesn't come in the answer, yeah. right? If yeah. if uh if Siri would have said at Opal there are three employees, yeah. you're like, All right, I, that's not what I asked for, but I see how you got there. But <laughs> just saying the answer is three. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, interesting that it answered so confidently. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It was the most confident answer I've ever heard coming out of that HomePod, but also mm. uh, a very wrong one. Mm. So I think we started talking about <laughs> Beta 4, and the only other, th- I mean, this was 20 minutes Ooh, ago. Your favorite topic coming up. The now. only thing that I wanted oh. to mention from the changes. I don't, I don't want to talk about the betas again. I don't want to talk about stability of iOS, and that's actually pretty good. The stability of the Mac is pretty good. The Xcode's yeah, really good. Everyone knows betas are always stable. They're, they're we don't good. need to. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. Um, but we did get a change. A lot of the, a lot of the changes in beta 4 uh, for Swift, or no, actually for, um, for Catalyst st- stuff, is around the renaming of UIKit for Mac things to Mac Catalyst. So we spoke, I mean, we spoke a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was three weeks ago, I don't really remember, about the prefix that Catalyst apps have mm-hmm. um, on, mm-hmm. uh, when, you, when you code Catalyst app, the prefix they have for the bundle identifier. And suffix. And su- the suffix hasn't changed, unfortunately. But in- Oh, really? Yeah, in beta um, in beta 4, the prefix has changed. So the, the prefix for a Catalyst Mac app is now simply Mac Catalyst, which I'm a fan of. What is non-Mac Catalyst? Isn't it just supposed to be Catalyst? Yeah, that's a bit weird. Mm, yeah, I agree. Well, does this mean does this mean something? Should I read into those TV? <laughs> <laughs> Beta five Catalyst for Apple TV. I don't know. Um, no, so yeah, so there's Mac Catalyst. Um, so bundle IDs are a little bit neater now. It's no longer UIKit on Mac. You still get the bundle identifier appended with space on space Mac. Mac being uppercase. 
which is a tad annoying because, again, space is in the bundle ID and also just on Mac feels unnecessary, especially when it's uh, appended with Mac Catalyst. But, hey, uh, you can't win them all. Uh, it's a good, really good first step. Um, I am convinced that this yeah, change... But it wouldn't be hard to change both of those. No, it though, wouldn't, right? I'm sure. Like, if they're in there changing it to Mac Catalyst, they may as well take away the spaces. Yeah. The thing is, I, I really don't care. I care. But I care. <laughs> it matters. I, 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 I don't I, really... Yeah. But based on the on the frame of me not caring, I care more about the end part than the b- beginning part. I mean, uh, I, I'd prefer your iKit for Mac... Mm. And then the rest, but the space yeah. on space, space Mac, that is no, what bothers me. I don't like me. the space. Despite not caring really at all, that's the part that could bother me if I would care. Right, let's hold out for beta <laughs> 5, but this is, a, this is a step in the right direction. <laughs> okay, keep, stay tuned, guys, for, for not just to talk about grandparents getting technology, but also for this exciting topic. Yeah, that's the, that's the agile workflow in, in practice. We change <laughs> one letter of the bundle identifier for each beta. We have two months until this no software is released. Plenty time. of time to change. <laughs> um, but that also yeah. means that in other places around your code where you previously would have referenced UIKit for Mac, this word or phrase or whatever it is has been deprecated and you're now supposed to reference <laughs> Mac Are Catalyst. Are you serious? It was- yeah. Mm. Which, look, I'm okay, okay with. Uh, I think it's quite yeah. nice. So now all my uh, if not target environment UIKit for Mac Code can change to, if not target environment, uh, Mac Catalyst, which is kind of cool. I, I suppose it requires a little bit of understanding about what Mac Catalyst is, but it makes a bit more sense. Um, again, stupid marketing name. It should just be Marzipan, but it is what it is. So, yeah, I'm happy with this change. Mm. Maybe no one else in the world cares, but somebody at Apple does because they made the change and it was released, <laughs> at least in beta. <laughs> No, speaking of Doomed, uh, have you seen the Neuralink uh, announcement? No, no, I don't know what this is. <laughs> okay, what would you guess that Neuralink is, Zach? This oh is like gosh. a news uh, guessing again. Should I, should I read something? Yeah. Oh, man. I could make it a news headline, but it's It true. sounds like... I, I can't even guess. Like everything I can think, it sounds so dramatic. Okay, do you want to hear CNN's... Um, um, headline sure, this? sure. It's a good way to do it. Elon Musk hopes to put a computer chip in your brain. Who wants one? No way. Okay, so that's <laughs> that's along the lines of what I was thinking, but it was too stupid. I kid you not. <laughs> <laughs> it absolutely sounded like a Musk it. thing related to brains. Like, oh. But now, now yeah. there's no evidence, so, so just, I feel like, yeah, anyway. I should have yeah. just said it. So it's essentially, um, they, they had like an... They framed it as a recruitment event um, to uh, talk about their their Elon Musk has yet another company called Neuralink, and they are developing a brain computer interface. So, basically, official wording: brain computer interface. Is that what they go with? I, I don't know. That's what I'm going. Maybe with Maybe they now. should rename it to Catalyst. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So essentially, they put a whole bunch of small. Uh, uh, it was really quite a painful. This was so painful to watch because my. Uh. They showed a robot, so it's kind of hard to put any kind of sensors into your brain, as you would assume. I mean, that's a if, good thing, by yeah. the way. We should keep it quite difficult. So opening your skull and inserting uh, any kind of sensors and those kind of things—it's not—it's not easy. It's not trivial. So they built a machine to do that. So it uses vision, has a whole bunch of cameras to look where your blood vessels are. It and sort then- of looks a bit like the. Um, the machines that they use to build hardware products, like really small ships. Yeah, or a sewing machine. 
or a sewing machine. Yeah. Um, and what it does is essentially, it's always hard to explain. So from a from a te- technology aspect, it basically inserts something into your brain that then talks to your neurons. So all the basically all the uh, impulses that are coming through your brain, it can read those and can write back to them. So basically. Uh, read and write for your brain um, and the idea is initially to uh, use that for medical applications um, so if you have Parkinson's it could in theory intercept it's basically a man in the middle for your brain oh, so it intercepts your uh, your impulses that your brain is sending I mean this is super simplified um, not because I don't think you would get it it's mostly because I wouldn't <laughs> be able to explain it on any other level than this um, so it uh, intercepts the impulses that your brain is sending out to move your hand um, analyzes them smoothens them out and then actually uh, forwards them again so you don't you kind of get rid of um, for example the, the shaking in your motion but then the, the kind of roadmap is that initially it's for medical de- application but at some point it should be uh desirable enough that people voluntarily get their those kind of um things installed yeah and it's all controlled from an ios app so you have like a bluetooth thing behind your ear that talks to it to then talk to the part that's in your brain so doesn't that sound fun it's interesting kind of feels inevitable but it also Mm -hmm. feels too soon (laughs) definitely feels a space that hasn't been explored (laughs) yet Mm -hmm. Is that a SpaceX reference? <laughs> <laughs> it is now. Um, yeah, so it was it was kind of disturbing to me, <laughs> just because they they showed a lot of imagery of of machines inserting th- what looks like a very small needle into something that looks like brain matter. Yeah, not sort of, not a very pleasant visual to look at. Yeah, they were very proud of these videos. Mm. I think they wanted to show them multiple times. Yeah, in general, I don't really like things being. I don't know. I I always thought the worst thing, like the worst visual thing for me to look at is someone getting something stuck in their eye. Just saying that makes uh, me yeah, feel this, really It sounds like this is a weird fantasy you have, but this is usually something that's quite commonly seen in like torture movies, I guess. <laughs> like, seg- like segments sci-fi. Of, yeah, sci-fi movies or like fiction whenever they torture people in movies they tend to do something with eyes and it's like a terrible thing to watch mm-hmm. anything that involves like inserting things in the human body creeps me out so much like even even surgical scenes yeah. in tv shows or movies freaks me out like mm-hmm. i can watch it but i don't feel comfortable no, for some reason that is completely fine for me yeah really? yeah i don't know why they have to show it <laughs> like surgery i'm okay like just just eyes was something no, that really like, was taking bullets out of people's bodies and stitching it up i hate that part yeah, like yeah. those kind of things it's just like oh gross do we have to see that <laughs> it's like uh, yeah like i would understand okay that. that you take the bullet out i don't need to <laughs> yeah you, you know a good I director would be together. able to convey that message without the visual you can imply that things happen. Sound effects. They're, they're great. So, yeah. so you so think Neuralink should have implied that, of course, it's and being sound included. Effects. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> definitely. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, it was kind of uh, interesting. I, I definitely am on board with the um, with the medical application. I think that is something that is... And apparently they actually yeah. are ahead. Like, there are already devices like that for, for certain... Um, uh, uh, to for certain medical applications, and what Neuralink is doing is apparently quite a lot ahead of what others are doing in the medical it's space. It's ahead of it, huh? Mm. 
Um, and they they also did some um, experiments with uh, rats and and monkeys, and they had a monkey actually controlling a computer with their brain. Yeah, they were very conflicted about how to explain this in an ethical way, though. Yeah. Like someone actually, they, I don't think they planned to ask about studies on and uh, to talk about studies on animals, but someone in the crowd was happy to ask this question, and yeah, they were very concerned about how to present the fact that they are using animal testing. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, but apparently uh, that was successful. Yeah. Um, so it definitely seems like they're they're making some kind of progress there and pushing pushing what what we consider it being possible at at this point in time uh, with those kind of brain interfaces. And I, I definitely think... I think we spoke to someone about this uh, earlier this week, Kai. Uh, we spoke to a couple of friends about this and we felt like it's not... Maybe this is not a very appealing use case for everyone, but the fact that they have focused so much on making such precision machines so that you can do this type of surgery is quite impressive. And I think there are other type of surgeries that yeah. more people need to do that would be benefiting from such a precious type of mechanism. So I think just the fact that they're pushing machines forward in that way could also be beneficial for many other type of yeah. fields or areas. Yeah. So I, I mean, the same concept with like uh, NASA funding is not just about landing on the moon. It's about all the technology and all the kind of discoveries that are made to enable those kind of things that then can help anyone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the same kind of attitude. Yeah. To just push technology and, and medical machinery forward. Yeah. And I think starting with something like the brain is like the most difficult one. So if you can get it right there, it can probably be very helpful for other things. Mm. And I mean, in general, we don't really have a lot of uh, cures for those kind of uh, medical conditions at the moment. So uh, that might also be a good vector of attacking those. But then the, the kind of roadmap plan of of interfacing with AI to to make yourself uh, more capable, that's a bit weirder. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, but not to go into too much detail about that, but I felt like the way that Elon described that made it sound a bit nuttier than it necessarily had to but be. It, he's always doing that. I know, I know. It's just a little bit unfortunate because, yes, that's his sort of... I think... Like he he is saying that he thinks that um, this might potentially help if we get too advanced um, AI, so that we can actually work with AIs in a different way because we have different type of brain capabilities. I guess that's his argument. But the fact that you say this at the same time as you're presenting a medical device is probably not doing much positive. But I think people who were doubting it might doubt it even more when he has that approach. But at but the same think, time, it's in general not a bad way of presenting something. This is where we are, that's what I can do right now, this yeah. is what's next, and this is what's in the future. But I think more people are happy to get on board if it has a medical um, pra- medical um, output um, than if it's meant for something like saving ourselves saving humanity for ai and i think that's that's a lot harder for people to get on board with because i think most people wouldn't believe in that being a problem i'm not Uh, saying it is i'm not saying it isn't but i just think it might not be the best way to present that at the same time as presenting a medical device i mean in general i don't think this considering that it was framed as a hiring event (laughs) in a way i don't think they're looking for traditional people coming from the medical field. I, d- I do think they look for people who are like, yeah, let's let's push the limits of what's possible. 
and see how far we can get with that. And I think for that, it was probably useful to say, this is where we see it going, rather than just saying, this is what it can do right now and what can what it can do tomorrow. So I think from that kind of aspect of like, hey, this might change, has bigger changes than, than just the ones we can see right now, is not necessarily bad. But also, I mean, realistically... It's also a lot about phrase, phrasing it, right? At the moment, we already all have access to machine learning and, and AI. Just that the interface we have is our phone. Yep. Which is... Um, and I mean, AR glasses is kind of, in theory, I mean, who knows what it will be like. But in general, not really... Uh, it, it's pushing in the same direction, right? Making that information making all that power we have in our phone more accessible and more present yeah but it's a very different style though because you wouldn't yeah it's, because it's, it's not still, intrusive in your, your yeah, body. no but it's still also about you can't get the input any quicker than your ability to read or see or hear something I well mean, as this is meant to be this could potentially be meant for you to not having to have as slow of an input device as like reading Does but i mean like I, reading is usually the quickest way people can access information. And I think the fact that this would be quick, like I feel like this would be a lot quicker than having a pair of AR glasses because it, you would still rely on reading it. So I think it's very different. Sure. But the concept isn't, I, I just think making technology more present and more accessible, like that is not, the direction is the same. Just one is kind of aiming for the, where do we see this happen? Like, where do we see this going in twenty years rather than in two years? Right. I mean, I I feel like it's it's kind of a natural progression from having having computers at home to having computers with internet to having um like dumb phones with internet to having smartphones to having smart glasses to having uh, a neural link. I think that is you can kind of put it on a timeline and consider it a progression. I mean, there might be other steps in between or there might not be, whatever, but I definitely can see it being considered a progression from, from, from there to a neural link. Yeah. Right? It, it, it isn't on a separate line. It, it definitely no, feels no, like it's, it's, it's all... No, but it's further of a jump, I think, compared to the smartphone. Sure. But then again, devices. I mean, going from a computer to a phone, like a smartphone, like going from not having an iPhone to an iPhone was quite a big jump too. Like having internet Yeah, but always. it wasn't... I think this is going to have a different... I think in terms of timelines of developing a product, sure, it might not take much longer from the step from glasses to um, to a ship. Like that might take as long as jumping from a computer to a phone. Mm -hmm. But I think it's more of a social acceptance in this than it was for like picking up the phone or picking up glasses. Like I think... It's a lot more things that you have to overcome. It's a bit more of a hurdle to actually sure. convince people yeah, yeah, to I implant something in your brain. I definitely agree. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know how I feel about this, but it's an interesting different type of technology that we never really spoke about before. And I think anyone else who wasn't a billionaire who successfully shoots up rockets in space would be considered crazy for coming up with this idea. I mean, it's not really a unique idea either, because we already have those yeah. devices just in simpler. Uh, yeah, I know, I know. But I think there have been people who have been proposing those type of ideas before, and I think they are quite quickly rejected. But I think someone like Elon could actually 
potentially pull it off from the public's perspective. Yeah, and he definitely needed another company to... Yeah, I think he seemed... He needs something to keep himself busy yeah, with. Yeah, I mean, got to do something with your free time. Might as yeah. well add another... And read a book. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. You, have you heard how slow that is? <laughs> <laughs> he wants to read a book. He just can't do it quick enough. <laughs> uh, all right. So, I hear there's an update to being there in the works. Something about being able to check out uh, an order coffee is this is this coming along am i are the whispers true or 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 is this false headlines <laughs> smooth smooth uh, um no so we've been starting wait, to work true? definitely kai is doing no it is not fake oh, good, headlines good. don't like those fake headlines <laughs> this, this is <laughs> especially two weeks in a row so smooth Okay, um, so yeah, uh, Kai has definitely been working a lot more on being there than I have, but I have had, I have really enjoyed helping him out with some design work lately. Um, mm. So I don't know if we've been talking about this I've before. I've enjoyed but you helping me out with the design work. Thank you. Mm. Um, but yeah, I've been like, since I, since I left my job, I've been wanting to do more design work as well as development, but I just feel like at the moment I'm I'm doing a lot of development, but I wanted to help Kai out with the design work for being there. And the next step is for you to be able to order coffees through the app. So we've been working a lot on a menu screen for this. Um, and it's really fun. I really, really like laying things out in design rather than directly implementing it. I think... I was sort of on the edge if it made sense and if it saves that much time before, but you are just so much more flexible being able to work on something in a design file and you can really sort of think through a concept and test different ideas out. So I've been working, I think something like a checkout flow can often be quite boring. So it can often lead to you like not designing it that much. Uh, it's mostly just forms and that's a bit boring, especially if you're not using Swift UI. Um, but I feel like I got into something that is looking reasonable now and something that is pretty clear for users. Um, and how nice is Figma? I mean, every, <sighs> every day we're using it, I enjoy it more. Especially now when we're two people. One yeah, I have, I have used Figma with teams of five or six as well. And it's really amazing how much it actually updates live and there are not any conflicts there. Like you can actually see the updates other people do. Have you used Figma in a team, Zach? Nah, just... um. Sketch and what's the other one? Zeppelin. Yeah, but it's it is it is it is really cool. You can basically see everyone that's currently on the file. You can even see their viewport. You see can see their mouse cursor. So it's mm. like basically everyone shares the same canvas. Um, and, and I think that makes yeah. such a big difference because you can see things as they happen. Uh, you can comment on them as they happen. It just you know how you often want to push everyone in your team to share things earlier before they're fully polished mm -hmm. despite people often being uncomfortable with it uh but this kind of forces that type of behavior and it's really good because sometimes it's like i designed something uh, and Marlon can just interject and say i don't think this will work or or vice versa and that's that's just really nice yeah. to not go down the route and finishing something up when someone else might have a really good reason for for something not to behave a certain way yeah and looking at each other's viewports are also really cool. So if Kai is talking, want to talk to some about something with me, uh, I can just look at what at his viewports. I just see whatever he's talking about, so we can easily like, communicate while talking without having to sit next to each By other. By viewport, do you mean screen. sort of the view that he's got of the app? Or like 
Yeah, so only Figma. Like, he doesn't have to do a whole screen share. He mm-hmm. can, I can just directly access what he's looking at. Yeah. yeah, and that just happens automatically. It's not that you have to activate that. Everyone mm. that's in the project, you can just see, you can just click their name and then see what they are looking at mm. and where their mouse is and all those kind of things. Mm. It's it's really cool. Um, so yeah, I really like it. And I feel like it's, I haven't used, um, I haven't used Sketch that much in the past, but I do feel like Figma is a bit quicker. Like it's a bit more flexible in, um, in your setup and it's quite quick to mock things up um, and they have a lot of, and they do have a, like, like, um, like you have in, um, in Sketch, they have a lot of different sort of, um, default shapes, default iOS and, um, like Android components. And it's just really quick to just mock those things up. But yeah, I really enjoyed the designing of this and I feel like the feature is coming along too. So, um, Kai is soon gonna catch up with some local cafes here and actually start trialing this. Mm. So, Ooh. if you're in Vancouver, you might be able to order coffees. Or if you want to order me soon. coffees. Yeah, you can order Is this a coffees. good excuse for yeah, me to come back? You should back? do that. You should do... Oh, yeah. 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 Sure. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that could actually be quite a nice feature, Kai, if you can gift a cop- coffee to mm. someone. Mm. Mm. No, I just want to say that I'm very excited that we are working together more now and... Uh, I am getting the opportunity to do more design. Tomorrow, I'm actually going to start exploring uh, making custom notification sounds with GarageBand. And I'm a little bit concerned about this because I feel like I have, I feel like I have a bit of a taste when it comes to UI design uh, and like that type of work. And I feel like I have a tools that I used for that before are quite intuitive to me, but I feel like sound effects is something completely different for me and i'm really bad at anything music related like i don't have a rhythm really like i'm I'm always uncomfortable singing dancing or doing anything musically in public um so i don't really uh, because every time we do it people start throwing stuff at us (laughs) (laughs) speak for yourself (laughs) um you mean i throw things at you (laughs) um yeah, so I will do that. So if you have any recommendations, like have you have you ever worked with uh, sound effects at all? Like made your own stuff? I haven't. No, it, uh, <clears throat> and it sounds like it's a a pretty cool like creative thing, but not to detract from your Sunday at all. But how much do sound effects for notifications really matter? I mean, how many people have notification noises on? Like, I mean, by all means, go crazy and and do something. But depends on how good the sound effects are, right? <laughs> uh, but like. Would someone take their phone off mute for one app's notifications? I don't know. The thing is, there, there's two-sided too, right? For the coffee shops, especially in the beginning, uh, I don't expect there to yeah. be like a hundred orders. No, no, orders, good point right? though for the, for the like receiver app thing. That could be handy, yeah. yeah. So yeah. the merchant might want to have, especially, I mean, at some point, ideally, they got enough orders that they just monitor constantly. But I, I mean, realistically, in the beginning, there won't, might be an order or two, Uh and then you might not check your iPad continuously for that one or two orders that come in. I'm I'm uh, purposefully not even specifying the time frame. Yeah, I noticed that. <laughs> That's very smooth. Um, so I, I think for that alone, it's nice to have some type of sound effect that's not just a default sound to make it unique to the merchant app. So you know that's actually something that needs to be action and not some, some random app making some noise. Yeah. And I would also like to 
get better at this. Like I said, like I feel like this is definitely not my strong suit at the moment, but I would love to be able to do this because I think it makes it adds to other things. Like if I ever want to make something else that requires sound effect, this would be really good. Yeah. Like I don't know if anyone listened to the last episode when I said that I would put a jingle <laughs> in to one of our segments. I never put that jingle in uh, because I didn't really have time to learn it. But then I'm thinking if I learn this now, I might be able to make things like special um, special sound effects for, for the podcast and for other projects that I'm working on. Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely a good skill to have. Be keen to see how they sound. Hear yeah, how they sound. You mean hear how they sound. Sense. Oh, man. <laughs> Don't you worry, we'll probably send you a hundred different versions of something that sounds almost identical. Sounds good. <laughs> ha ha ha. Oh, quickly, before we move on to um, things of the week, did you know that in WatchOS 6, you can do the software updates from the watch itself? Because I hadn't heard this anywhere. <laughs> uh, what I've heard about WatchOS 6 is that no one can do software updates. Well, uh, yeah, okay. So, so, beta issues aside, it is now possible to do that um, <laughs> on the watch itself, which... Seems very likely that they're shaping up to, or that Apple is shaping up to release a standalone Apple Watch this year, which is pretty cool. I mean, they they really hammered down the standalone apps all all week the, yeah. during WWDC, yeah. so I wouldn't be surprised. But now it's things. Yeah, do you things think it like would require update? any significant hardware changes for that to be like realistically? What's in the way now between? Well, I think it would just be a standalone life. Apple Watch, and so I guess. Whatever new hardware comes out the end of this year is going to have to be capable of lasting a full day with a 4G connection as opposed to a Bluetooth connection. Right now, you would okay. you would struggle to get through a full day if you were exclusively connected to the mobile networks. I know as well, uh, I guess it depends on your country and, your, and the carrier that you're with, but... Uh, the Apple Watch doesn't support all of the low latency bands, like the 4G bands that the iPhone does. So mm-hmm. that can also have an effect on battery life. It means that if you're indoors, uh, you're more likely to have a weaker signal. Um, so I don't know, maybe there's a few advancements, both in the radio tech and also the battery tech, that mean it's now feasible to get uh, a full day with uh, with a, a 4G connection. I feel like that's the, the only thing okay. really holding it back. Do you... <sighs> Realistically, do you, is that something you would be excited about? Nah, no, nah, nah. I mean, no. it just like, <laughs> what it means is better battery life for the watch I am using or the watch I do end up buying if I buy one this year. Um, but I mean, because I kind of feel like it'd be pretty rare to go a whole day without can, like without having a phone nearby. Uh, and for the times that I do, the the current implementation of mobile data on the watch is good enough like i can go to the shops and drive to the shops and i don't know look at reminders on my wrist and see messages as they come in i can do all of that for no problem for a few hours and it's it's not a big deal Uh, not that i ever spend a few hours at the shops but (laughs) one exciting trip uh, to look at reminders for a few hours i have have used it before and it's handy uh did a quick shopping list and uh, and ran to the shops but i wouldn't spend a few hours there that's way too long um any shopping that requires a few hours is better off done online but um I don't know. I think it's just it's just another advancement in the Apple Watch. And it's interesting that I guess if we're at a point where battery life and things like that are going to improve, it's interesting that the focus is now standalone uh, standalone watches as opposed to an emphasis on, say, sleep tracking. And I guess it just comes down to it's probably just a business decision. Hey, we're going to sell more watches if we do it standalone than if we added sleep tracking. Yeah. So, because it probably I, means to be that honest, the battery I'm, I'm life very... would be at a point where you could do native sleep tracking. Uh 
and have enough juice to go the next day if you weren't connected to 4G. Yeah, I'm very unsure about what Apple's plan is here for uh, for the Apple Watch. I feel like it's kind (sighs) of... Do you have a good read of where the Apple Watch will be in three years? I feel like it's it's moving so slowly (sighs) and has so little... It feels so like I, I feel like for the iPhone it was very graspable, mm-hmm. right? For the first yep. generation, it's just going yep. faster, doing more things, better camera, all the things you you could kind of see like a ten year um, a pipeline of mm-hmm. new phones. Relatively, I mean, some things were potentially different, but overall you could see where it's going. Apple Watch, I really struggle because yeah, I mean, I was thinking about this this morning. It's not something that we've heard what might be coming for it. So it's just, it probably this year will probably just be an incremental update, um, you know, a bit faster, a bit whatever, but like nothing major. And I think, mm. I think three years, like you said, I think they, Apple probably wants to put more sensors in there, more health sensors. Um, sure. The big that, that thing is the big with, thing, right? With standalone stuff, yeah. but it's moving slowly. The big thing with standalone or having a standalone watch, I feel is maybe, you can sell more of these things to parents who then can give them to their children. Like if you have a, I don't know, when did kids start going out on their own to like the shops and stuff with their friends? Like 10, 12? I don't know. Like if you had a young child who, everyone has a phone these days. It's weird, but everyone has a phone these days. But if you didn't want to give your kid a phone or if your kid was off to school and you didn't want to give them a phone to take to school because phones can get stolen, things like that, maybe you give them an Apple Watch and you can do the location tracking, which... It's cool, but, like, <laughs> again, how far... Like, people have survived until 2020 without tracking their kids. Like, do you really need to track your kids every step? I don't know. But it's also... I feel like phones already solved that. They do. Yeah, they I, do. yeah but like, a phone is a lot more expensive. Watch has so many downsides over a phone. And, like, and yes well, and no, though, but because the one I thing think I can a clumsy kid, a kid's not going to leave their watch somewhere. A kid might leave their phone somewhere or a phone yeah. might get stolen in, sure. a, in a bag at school. A watch isn't going to get stolen off someone's wrist unless you have really mean bullies, well, in which case it's kind of probably should change school. But <laughs> I grew up in, in dodgy yeah. areas. Then, oh, well, <laughs> I mean, you, you grew up in dodgy I grew up areas. In a super too. dodgy area. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, actually I, would just, I didn't want to buy an Apple Watch because Apple Watch came out in my last year of high school. I didn't want to buy one. I didn't trust. I never, I never took a good phone yeah, to if, school. I never like, yeah, I was... Cautious if if I would have had an Apple Watch when I was still going to school, I would have had it for exactly one day. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think another reason is you don't want to give... A, a kid is a lot more distracted if they have a phone than if they have an Apple Watch, right? Yeah. So a phone, you can just play a lot of games, you can do a lot of things and you might not be allowed to like keep it in, keep it with you everywhere, whereas a watch is something that a kid oh. can wear all the time. I don't know, but it feels like it's... D- d- <sighs> sure... There might be like a super niche niche where it makes sense that kids shouldn't play games, but you have a watch so you can find them with Find My. Um, but it feels it doesn't feel like a grand vision of the, the Apple Watch. It's like we can go no, to no, children no, no. who who lose stuff all the time. So I'm like, well, where is this product going? Like sensors, totally, but that is super slow because I mean, it should be medical stuff. Shouldn't I mean we just talked about Neuralink? Um, it, it it is like you need approvals. You need to, you need it to actually work, you know, a lot of kind of more entertainment or, or kind of additive things, you know, if they fail, that's okay. Not great, but we can live with it and can get better over time. You probably don't want that for your blood glucose monitor to, to, uh, no. to like reboot itself every, mm. every now and then, right? Yep. It should be slower. And that's, that's kind of expected in that space. But where's the Apple Watch going outside of that? 
maybe as if we get AR glasses that we then have the watch powering some of what's going on in the glasses because the glasses probably yeah, won't have the their own 4G. Or yeah, LTV. you think the glasses would be less technically I mean, there's Forward less space, even less space in glasses than there would be on, on your mm-hmm. wrist, right? And if, if the if your wrist already comes with internet and it already comes with a relatively fast processor by next year or the year after, maybe it is kind of the co-processor. So it's at the moment your your phone your watch is an accessory to your phone. Now the uh, watch becomes Mm -hmm. independent. But do you really think people who would buy glasses would not buy a phone rather than a watch? Sure, but I mean, then you probably run into more scenarios where you wouldn't have your phone with you, but you would wear your glasses. So I, I do mm. think the having it always on you is is more relevant so to glasses. Why, but why do you need to? Okay, yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I, I'm just trying to grasp for any kind of direction that Apple's going because I feel like otherwise the, the watch but is kind of... That might be it, that it's more a longer term play because I don't think it makes sense for, say, if you were somebody who hadn't who liked Android and used an Android phone, sure, you might like the Apple Watch, but it doesn't make sense to have one, even if it was completely independent because... You're not going to get your messages. You're not going to get. You're probably not going to have iMessage. Or if you do, what are you going to have? Certain people that you talk to on your watch, and certain people you talk to on your phone. It just it doesn't make a lot of sense for, say, an adult who in with the assumption that they also have a phone. Which is why I went straight to the mm-hmm. well, younger people, younger kids who might not have a phone or whose pa- parents don't want to give them a phone in certain situations, as opposed to the say everyday uh, adult going to work who has a phone and. A, a watch it just I don't, it feels a bit weird mm. yeah so i don't I, I really don't don't really know where the watch goes the number one thing i use my watch for is apple pay but that is very specific and i do enjoy that a lot that's the reason i'm still wearing it really but it wouldn't if it wouldn't be for apple just because i i i try to use my phone less right because it's a huge chunk of aluminium uh, not even aluminium uh, of stainless steel I that it's aluminum <laughs> depends on what country you're from what do they say here is it aluminium or aluminum in canada it better no, be aluminum. aluminium or it's not a proper country <laughs> it's, it's probably the french word for aluminum, <laughs> aluminum. that is french sure mm-hmm. um but it's like this big chunk of of stainless steel that's kind of heavy and and doesn't really comply with my hands. My hands hurt from using my phone. The phone doesn't comply with your hands. Yep, yeah. that is the problem here. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I I try to use my phone less, and therefore the watch is kind of nice. But if it wouldn't have Apple Pay, I wouldn't use it anymore. Like, it's just not a thing that I get a lot of value out of. Like, notifications, I almost turned all of them off because I found it somehow distracting that anyone can just access my wrist at any time they want. Um for for kind of older activity related things that kind of essentially got now to a pattern of movement where i hit my move goals all the time it's just it did in the beginning kind of change my behavior to actually be more active which is great and now i mean we live in vancouver we don't have a car i walk everywhere anyways it's not really that i have to try to push to 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 hit those goals it's just i i walk around a lot so that is checked off so i just feel like i don't really have a use case and i don't really know where this could go for it to become more relevant again at least for me apart from apple pay Mm. yeah Mm. that's interesting anyway moving on to the picks cool zach what do you have this week that you like okay so i spoke about last week 
um, but I'm actually formally introducing it as a pick. So, Sukiya, the uh, public transport card mm. for a lot of the Japan metro rail things like that, they have an app called Suka Eng, and that is the app that allows you to use your Sukiya card on your phone or your watch. Um, and I made a cool discovery this week that you can actually top up the balance of your Sukiya card from the watch itself using Apple Pay. Which is so cool because mm-hmm. when I was using it, I just did everything on my phone. But turns out the Apple Watch has a native interface, like an Apple built interface that allows you to add balance. You can see the balance on your card um, and you can you can top it up using Apple Pay, which is pretty neat. Um, so, I mentioned it last week, so I'm not going like, to re-explain what it is, but it's just your public transport card on your wrist. And it's pretty cool. Uh, and that's the app to to download. So, Sukiya Eng is the app to download if um, you want to use it. Um, yeah, and it's just, just all of its, I mean, the actual app itself is basically nothing. It's, it's a shell, um, that allows you to add, mm-hmm. uh, an app to, sorry, uh, allows you to add a card to your wallet. Um, but then all of the, the system features that it, uh, allows, like having the card there and being able to top it up. You can either top it up, uh, in the wallet app on your phone or on the wallet app on your watch. Um, so yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, yeah. Cool. And Apple Pay, as you said. All right, I I go I go next to to buy you some more time, Alan. Um, my pick is a Mac app, or more more exactly a Mac menu bar app um, called Oh man, Dato. Yeah, good luck. I think Dato is how I pr- would pronounce that. Um, so what Dato is is re- essentially a replacement for um, the clock calendar uh, menu bar. Widget? Is it a widget? It's just a menu bar item, isn't it? Yeah, menu bar. Yeah, so replacement for the for the daytime uh, menu bar item. Um, and what I really like about it is it looks exactly like Apple's. If you have it unfolded, uh, if you have it like if it's just there uh, without you having uh, uh, clicked on it. And if you open it up, you have a calendar view. You have different time zones, and you can see your calendar events. So it's just uh, basically enhancing the the built-in uh, calendar item, date item, on macOS to add more relevant information related to to calendar and time. So now for me, what I have in there is the time zone where my family is living, and the time zone where where Zach is living, and some other people that I interact with, um, to have like a quick quick way of seeing what the time is there and to to show me my calendar events for for the day so it's just very small free enhancement to uh a mac feature so my pick this week my thing this week are actually since a software product or really a hardware product it's a pair of running shoes i think that's hardware Hardware makes it sound like I'm not going to be able to run in them. It sounds very heavy and metallic. Well, um, they're hard and you can wear them. It's hardware. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's where the name comes from. <laughs> um, yeah, they're called Allbirds. Um, so Allbirds are a pair of really cool running shoes. And I found them to be really comfortable. You can actually wear them. They're sort of meant to be worn barefoot. And... They have this special uh, inside material um, made out of marina wool, actually, which sounds like it's going to be really hot, but it's actually really breathable. And that's like odor-free, so it's actually really comfortable to wear without socks. Uh, I would actually say when I wear them with socks, it's actually less comfortable just because 
my socks slide down and like I don't feel like I'm not as flexible in them. Um, so yeah, they're really good. And the outer side, the outer sole, uh, or like the, uh, the top material is from um, eucalyptus pulp. So this company in general focuses a lot on having very alternative materials for the shoes that are very natural. Um, and that's why I sort of, I think Kai, you bought my first pair for me and mm-hmm. I bought the second pair. But that's what I like about them. They are just really breathable. They're also really, I like that they have a specific thing that they're focusing on, really trying out different materials. And I feel like they're in general been quite durable, quite good at like keeping, like uh, they still, I had, my first pair breaking quite recently just because I wore them for like like the whole summer for two years in a row basically uh, so that does make sense but even those shoes still have a really like good undersole like they're not wearing out on the undersole at all compared to many other shoes I have uh, these are actually really good in that way and yeah super comfortable uh, very flexible because they are so such a soft material you do get a lot of flexibility on like the upper side of your foot Um and they are also having like a really nice fit. They're not having like a tread, like they feel a lot, they feel a bit more snug. And yeah, that makes them quite comfortable. I think the like tongue part of it is actually attached on a different, in a different way to the rest of the shoe. I have to verify, but I think that makes it a bit snugger and it's just more comfortable. And I like them. Mm. I when I tried them, uh, I've never had shoes that gave me blisters as quickly as those. So unfortunately, they're yes, similar it. to the iPhone, not being compatible with my hands. <laughs> the, all birds are unfortunately not compatible compatible with my feet. Yeah, yeah. I feel really it's really unfortunate because for me they are really good, um, and I actually usually have um, problems with getting blisters with all my other shoes, and I think these were actually shoes that I could wear in really quickly. Uh, so it's really unfortunate that they are not fitting well for you, Kai. Mm. Um, I did also want to say that they do have a few different ones. Some are made out of I think it's both the inner sole and the outer sole are made out of wool, so it's a bit thicker and a bit. You more, mean the upper? Uh, the, upper the upper material, so it's a bit more rigid of a shoe i don't find that one to seem as comfortable so i always go with the one with uh, um with the um eucalyptus upper sole uh, upper material um <laughs> and they are called uh tree runners cool mm. that's it you good Kay? my impromptu apple watch topic in there which i didn't mean to but that happened no, that was that's good. That was in yeah. In general, I don't think I've been this unhappy with Apple. <laughs> I'm I'm a bit sad because I don't have a tech company. I I, I really like. I I was now always, you have uh, Neuralink though. Wait, no, what part I was are you always not happy like an Apple enthusiast, and now I I feel unhappy about every single product I make. Mm. There's not one that I like. Don't you like the headphones? AirPods are good. Oh yeah, AirPods, AirPods are cool. Hmm. But like, I don't like my phone. I don't like my watch. I, it's not that I dislike my watch, but it's definitely not a thing I see going anywhere. I hate being in that position of if I had to buy a new Mac today, I would be quite upset because I wouldn't know what I wouldn't be happy yeah. with yeah, any of the options, and I also don't know what to suggest that. to other people because there's nothing that mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. confidently say is amazing. Mm. But it's also yeah. like. Uh, 
I mean, of course, this is a weird thing, but I, I, I really enjoyed the times when Apple released a new update and I was like, man, I wish I wish mm. I could afford that and buy that. Now I'm like, I feel like I do have money to buy stuff, but, but I don't But I used to be like anything. that with the iPhone. <laughs> like, what about your when iMac? When I was, you know, in high school and couldn't afford an iPhone, oh, yeah. I would always want my parents to buy one of the new, and they very rarely would, but I would always want someone in my house to buy them so that I could play around with the new iPhone. Now it's like, I mean, the last... Two years, I've skipped the iPhone because it's like it's cool, but like, mm. and I and I can afford it, but I think it'd be a waste of money. My phone's pretty good. Um, mm. But you guess the saying is that you just get a lot more responsible. Possibly lately? no, no. If anything, less. <laughs> <laughs> what about your iMac, Kai? Yeah, you that's true. I like the iMac. See, that's that like fifty percent of your Apple products. Yeah, but even then, it's software. I'm I'm not even happy with the software. Like, search ads in in the App Store are just mm. disgusting. Like, what wait, the hell? Wait, wait, what? I haven't seen that. <laughs> like, uh, you search for like, I don't know. There was an indie app that was searching for the other day. But and that's then something to have on iOS too. Yeah, yeah, but it's just disgusting. It's like you search for some indie app by name, and it's like, hey, do you mean this this weird casino mm. thing instead? It's like, ugh, what the heck? You really, Apple? You needed to make another. 12 cents on my mm. app store search to to promote some garbage gambling app over uh, yeah but you have to see both sides of it though because i think for a developer to be able i don't think a gambling app should be coming up when you search for a, for an in the app but i do think search ad has still no been if, if you have a direct match developer. i think if you have an exact match yeah, of a okay. name yeah. it should never allow you to advertise on an that's exact match because apple already enforces Name uniqueness. Yeah, that's true. I mean, sure, then people will exploit and use, like, if someone misspells a name. But that's okay, more so than if I spell the exact right name of that app, and then they're saying, hey, you want to gamble instead? I'm like, no, screw you, I don't want to gamble instead. I wanted to support someone who put a lot of effort into something they crafted, and now they have to bid on it to actually be on the first place, despite me knowing yeah. ex exactly the, the name of the thing I'm looking for. That is just... <laughs> that's garbage that's yeah, yeah. No, no one wants that uh, that makes it worse for fair. every single person that uses the platform only to increase the revenues there's no other no one can argue for that making it a better experience for anyone that is just purely because apple struggles making more money for for shareholders and the entire organization being structured around people that try to increase revenue rather than making great products and that just oh man i'm i'm very i'm very sad at the moment about I still like indie developers and indie development that happens on the platform, but I feel like Apple is going doing so much to destroy that, and I feel like it's not really going in a direction of do, making that any better. And I think the same thing happens now with uh, like podcasts. I, I'm it, like if if Apple would have said ten years ago that they want to support podcasting more, I would have been excited. Today, I hear that message, I'm like, oh no, well, how are they going to break that? And how is do we now have to advertise? On, on the platform to, to have listeners and will will someone search for cup of tech and then they find uh, gambling gambling odd podcasts instead and then it's like then my brain goes into okay how will they use the transcripts to to somehow use it to their advantage to push more more search ads on people if they search for certain words it's just I, I just don't have any trust in Apple's decision making anymore. What what made them lose your trust in that way? Because I feel like they Just haven't six done years of four years of continuously bad decisions on services. You is, is it? You would say it's that long that they've been making bad decisions. What about 
I mean, you, you don't dislike Apple Music, right? No, but it's not. It doesn't add anything. Like it's 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 fine that it's there, but it's not better. It's not better than Spotify. Mm-hmm. It's just it, it's. You Argu- can't I mean, it's it's probably worse use- than Spotify. It's just got some nice system integrations, which is the only yeah. reason I still use it. It's like being able to play music from the watch. That's that's the thing, though. The, Apple now has so many incentives of not letting you integrate with their hardware on certain things. That I mean, it makes sense because they want to sell Apple Music. Their product isn't as good as Spotify, especially for discovery. So it's like, oh, uh, it comes on on the phone already, and that's the only reason they have as many dis- subscribers as they have. Because other large companies that arguably make similarly quality products, like Google Music, they're not at the same level. Not because of the product, but because Apple has that kind of system level integration benefit that no one else can have. Yeah. And those kind of things, I, I just feel like Apple set themselves up to no longer have their business incentives aligning with where I think they should go. Because they put themselves in a situation where it is bad business decisions to allow other people to compete with them. And now we're getting all this, this garbage. And like, I mean, that's also why we still have five gigs of, of storage on 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 iCloud as a default and that's why everyone's everyone's non-tech friends devices constantly complain about storage limitations that's why like there are just so many things from like they set themselves up for this and now we start seeing all those things coming together to create something just that just constantly feels user hostile yeah so i'm i'm just overall super super down at at least this week i might change uh (laughs) Again, but I just when I saw that search ad, I don't remember what it was, but it was some indie app that I was like, "Oh, it's nice that indie apps are still like." There's someone I don't, I wish I would remember what it was, but something where I was like, "All right, people still make nice indie apps that are just paid up front and are genuinely good, exciting, like nice, nice crafted applications." And then I got that <laughs> gambling app. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, I completely understand why it's frustrating. Especially, like you say, you wanna, you were happy to find an indie developer and someone who really makes the platform better, and then that's what's thrown in your face. That mm. sucks. And then also this entire thing again with like subscriptions and all the, like su- supporting that garbagey nine dollars a week subscription for your for for a dumbass uh, meditation app that clearly doesn't need a five hundred dollars a year. Wait, it's just which meditation? App? There was some meditation app that was. Uh, I think that was actually it. I think that was the app they, they, they that was in a search app. It was like a stupid app where it's like it's it's just it's just scam apps. You know, it used to be things like I was comfortable with my mother on the app store. Like <laughs> you like, selling your mother on the app store? I don't <laughs> think that's in the guidelines. No, but I was I was a hundred percent comfortable with telling my mother, hey, if, if you see an app, buy it. There 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 are people that put effort into it and if there's something you think is genuinely interesting, buy it. Now I'm at a point where I'm like, no, send me the name of the app first. I try it out for you. See whether it's scammy because I mean, as I said, right? It's not even that she's my mother's no idiot, but she's she needs reading glasses and she might oversee that it says somewhere uh, that it will be $10 a week. If you hit that fr- large free button, it's like, and it's not really, I mean, sure, you could argue for everyone should read all the fine print of everything they click, but it's like, that is that is what the App Store was making, what made the App Store different from, from like the more scammy App Stores. But now I feel like it's, it's an Apple supported scam system 
that seems to be the number one way of making revenue on that stupid store now. And 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 it is interesting because Apple's positioning usually is that they're at the higher end of the market, that we have nice products that people pay for and that you know the quality of the software on our system is good. And there's there's sort of a a thing as you get into higher end products in general. This is not just related to tech. You expect to mm-hmm. be nickel and dimed less. You expect experiences to be mm-hmm. nicer. And you know if you go into a Okay, I've I've never shopped at like a high end clothes store because well, why would I? But I assume <laughs> I assume that a high a super high end clothes store isn't gonna like ask me if I want to throw in an extra pair of socks for five dollars. Like sometimes the shops that I go to do. Do you know what I mean? Like I would kind of expect that it's more of an experience to go to that shop and like buy a nice jacket or whatever, and then you get that attention and that care and like from the salesperson. I don't know. I'm just like. I probably shouldn't be talking about this because I don't actually know, but that's kind of what I would assume. But then, like, uh, maybe maybe economy versus business on a plane is a better example. It's like, no, it's not really. They don't, uh, planes sometimes nickel and dime you with the, the duty-free stuff. Maybe they don't do that in business. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, you, it would feel less okay mm. because someone's paid, like, lots of money for something. I don't know. I kind of feel like, anyway, Apple has a little chance mm. to be this kind of premium thing. And the thing is, they get, I mean, a lot of the the rebuttals from Facebook whenever Apple come out and say, oh, yeah, we're privacy focused, is that privacy is luxury or that, you know, Apple devices are only for rich people. And look, to some extent, yes, you do have to be, well, you have to be well off to own Apple products. It's not a secret. Like, it's not, um, you know, it's, it's not, it's not mm-hmm. a secret. But, like, uh, they, they have a chance to sort of lean into that and to provide a nice, high-quality experience for people and to not nickel and dime at every opportunity, to not present ads on the App Store, to not support apps that are offering scammy subscriptions, and then not really mm. doing that. Maybe they or, can give you a or, subscription to not get any in-app ads. <laughs> or even like what you said, Kai, about five gigs of iCloud storage. Like, things like that just feel really cheap. If, when you walk away yeah. with your, you know, 1600 Australian dollar iPhone to have I five know. gigabytes of cloud mm. storage yeah. when cloud storage isn't yeah. a particularly it's revolutionary like you may as- thing I'm sorry, anymore. But like, yeah, and at that point, you may as well not use it. You may as well, like, find mm-hmm. a different cloud storage because I feel like five... Trying to rely on that is not going to get you anything. It might be good for third-party apps that uses iCloud data. Yeah, but you can't put photos in there. Store user data. You, know, you but record a few minutes of 4K no, video no. and you're half full on that. It's, it's frustrating. But it's also just the way it's then constantly being pushed on you. And like, if your iCloud storage is filling up, you get a permanent one on your on your settings. See, this icon. is so weird. Speaking of this, um, a couple of months ago now, I think. <laughs> one my iCloud storage purchase or like upgrade my iCloud storage automatic payment was rejected for some reason and I got a notifi- an email and notification saying that the purchase didn't go through and I needed to go into my iCloud settings to make sure that I have a valid payment method and then I go in and yeah it's like a one on se- on the settings app saying that I can do something and then if I action on that notification from the settings app, it leads me through to my card preference. And that's a family shared card. So it's actually Kai's card. And there's no way for me to change this because, again, it's Kai's card. Like, I, I, I can't update that. And there's no way for me to try to make the purchase again either. 
And there's no way for me to change to have my personal card either. And Kai looked at his app, it, like there's no nothing wrong with the cards. I can't trigger it to recharge. So I was a bit concerned that they would downgrade it automatically. But now it's been two months and I still have the right amount, like 200 gigs that I was supposed to have been charged for, which I wasn't. And there are other purchases going through, like Apple Music. And now the other day I got the second notification that says update payment information. So now I have two. One update payment details, one update payment information, and none of them actually allows me to update payments. And I don't know if I should be concerned about this, because it says to avoid interruption of your activity subscriber, active subscription, update your payment information. But now I'm sort of curious what will happen in another month. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I'm going to leave this and just see what happens. Mm -hmm. But it's weird. Like that whole part doesn't feel very flexible when you have a family shared plan and you don't have a shared iCloud storage and it's also weird that I can't actually action on this or try to repurchase the no, storage. iCloud is free now at least yeah this that's how I feel very particular setup it's very strange and <sighs> yeah but it's yeah overall I just feel like Apple positioned themselves in in this way where now their incentives align with their behavior but I think their, the, the alignment they got themselves into is now causing a lot of the things I'm unhappy about. Yeah, I understand that. It's but let's wait for for Apple Plus and Apple TV Plus and the Apple Arcade and all the other subscription services that and how Apple will push that. It's just I feel uh, like I don't know. Apple Arcade seemed a bit more classy. I guess because they're really focusing on having high quality games and it's going to be maybe different from the from the ads that you have in the App Store. I don't know. Uh, yeah, but it's weird. It's like, here. Look, we, we created this toxic App Store where, where games can no longer make any money. So yeah. now you can pitch your idea to us and then we decide whether we put it put your app into the non-crappy part of the App Store. It's like, meh. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, know. then also like then it's being paid by weird metrics, and mm. it's. Uh, but I also feel, uh, I'm, I'm not surprised that you feel this way, Kai. But I am. I think Apple would maybe be surprised hearing that someone is so negative about their current move. But I feel like after WWDC, there were so many things that really showed that Apple is still caring about the developer community and there's so many things that are exciting coming up for Apple. But it sort of feels like those two are a little bit separated at they, the moment. They, they it's feel, the revenue stream yeah. for Apple itself, but it's also their sort of recruitment side where they're trying to show that people, that they're trying to keep on, keep developers happy on the platform. And that's where I feel like the search ad might have been a well, a good intention, but it might be the fact that there are conflicts between the intention for the developers and the intention for the Apple for Apple as a business, and I think it's hard at the moment. It's hard to be happy about both of those because it feels like they're not really aligned in that way. And I think as a consume as a user, there are certain problems, and especially for like pro users or people who are just more picky about the platform who used to really like this platform because it was very specific and very polished. And I think. I don't know. Those those might just be two conflicting sides within Apple. I don't know where I'm going with this, but I, just, but I, it, I feel it, the same it's, it's way. A, like yeah. from the engineering side, I'm I'm excited. You know, like all the there were a lot of announcements that were related to to developer tooling and those kind of things were exciting. Mm -hmm. It's just the, the 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 financial incentives that Apple positioned themselves at that feels like doesn't align with what 
provides the best experience, not even for developers, but for their users. It's like Apple is now in a place where them pushing a music service on them that people might not want to pay for makes them money. Like they're, they have this thing where it's like all those services. <sighs> yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's not, it's not that it can't be resolved it's just at the moment i i feel yeah and they probably get there they're probably trying their way to see because this is new this is a new initiative for them too to try to pivot to other things than just products we'll see maybe the focus is just not on the things that you would like them to be at the moment and i would like them to be as well yeah so maybe maybe it's getting better maybe it's getting worse but I, i at the moment i just feel less optimistic uh just because i feel like all there was so much set up to get them to the place they're in now. And I don't really... I mean, it seems like, if anything, they're doubling down on, on the services and pushing... Also pushing all those, like, famous... Like, I don't know, Oprah and, and other, like... What do you call uh, that? It's a bit more show businessy. Yeah, it's, it's, it's more... <laughs> more talk less do feeling like it's like look opera likes us so you subscribe to our service i'm like <sighs> i i liked you when you were a computer company <laughs> all right i think we lost zach um so we should probably hang up because what's <laughs> what, what? Uh, i'm back oh. oh um what i was going to say before my mac tragically died was that yeah i, I get what you mean about like the whole nickel and dime thing. And then and even another example is the iPhone XR when they did all the, you know, their whole website is filled with the trade-up. Uh, yeah, promotions. that's true. You know, um, get up to $600 to XR or whatever it might. It's like, cool, thanks, but no thanks. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, well. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. We will. Looking forward to those new Perhaps. iPhone announcements in September. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I'm gonna buy one reluctantly. <laughs> Isn't our life hard? And we I know reluctantly it's so, spending fifteen hundred dollars so on on new tech that we only that we don't really want. Only seventy percent like. Yeah. Yeah. Oh well. That's all hard, right. guys. Cool. Thanks for talking about that. You're doing all right. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the chat today, Zach. Right. Um, talk to you in hopefully a better mood next week. Even better. Sounds and good. <laughs> don't forget to like and subscribe.